Welcome to the Face First Golf Podcast. Real talk about improving your game if you're a 12-plus handicap player. This is where we leave the delusions of the online golf marketing world behind and face the truth about what it takes to play your best. I'm your host, Craig Jones. I've been a golf coach for 25 years and have helped 20,000 players improve their game through online learning, and I've learned a few things along the way, and now I'm sharing those things so you can stop wasting time and fix what matters. Welcome to reality. Welcome to another edition of the Face First Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Jones. This is where we tell you the truth about what it takes to really improve your game if you're a 12 plus handicap player. And I know it sounds like when I say that, it sounds like, man, that must be hard. And the reality is, no, it's not hard. What is hard is jumping from one method to another. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. So look, I want you to win. And I don't want you to make all the same mistakes that I made all those years ago when I was trying to improve my own game. I want you to take your game up a notch or two, maybe even three notches. Can we go three notches? And the way to do it is not by going on YouTube and watching what this guy says and what that guy says. You don't level up your game by having subscriptions to three different things. I've talked about that. The people who contact me and want to cancel their subscription, but they don't even have a subscription because they have so many subscriptions, they don't even know what they have anymore. You level up your game by going deep on one thing. And I'm telling you that if your handicap is over 12, that one thing is learning to swing from the inside and release the club. You know that if you listen to this, if you're a member This is what I'm constantly, constantly talking about. But I can't tell you how often I see what I consider the most heartbreaking thing in the world. And to me, the most heartbreaking thing is when players spend time laying the foundation and really beginning to understand what it is that they are trying to do. They even begin actually making some progress, right? And a lot of the time... They even start seeing some results. and But then it turns into this thing, and I call it, yeah, but. Okay, and it goes something like this. They say something like, I don't think this is working. And I'll say something like, but your swing is getting better and you're hitting it better, right? And then they will say something like, yeah, but I'm still missing something. And the reality is quite the exact opposite. They're not missing anything. They're actually just starting to get everything that they want, but they convince themselves that it's not happening fast enough. And as a coach, this just kills me when I see this. So, and it just happened. Well, it almost happened. It has a, the story has a good, really good ending, but it almost happened with a member just this summer, and her name is Michelin. She's from Ontario, Canada, and Michelin, that's my attempt at French, but it's Michelin, and so she came into this last year. She's a real type A personality, okay, and you can kind of tell this from your 
interactions. I have a lot of interactions with the members and we really kind of get to know each other. So she came into this last year just 100% ready to put her mind to conquering this game. And like I said, I can always tell right away when somebody might be entering the process with, I I don't want to say too much gusto. It's, it's not that. It's more like uh, like super high expectations and maybe with this idea that and you can you can always tell these people are they're super accomplished they're very detail oriented they're used to tackling and conquering whatever new thing that they take up so and they almost think that golf is going to bend to their will maybe like like the other things have right and a lot of times they intellectualize things and I get long emails from them which doesn't bother me by any means but you can always just kind of tell these the type a personalities and and by the way this is not in any way disparaging to that personality type there's absolutely nothing wrong with being super detail-oriented and having that type A personality. I'm the opposite. I'm more of a big-picture guy who sometimes struggles to execute the little details, and that's probably why it's taken me almost 10 years to develop the newest version of Face First Golf that is helping so many players when it should have taken me two or three years. I wish I had a little bit more of that type A in me. It's an, it's an admirable personality trait that probably comes with some of its own drawbacks. And I think for this personality type, I also think that the patience that golf requires, especially if you're going to be making those big changes to your game, I think going through that process can really be super beneficial for the type A personality people out there. Because golf is never going to bend to your will. There is no way around the immutable laws of golf improvement, one of which is that not one player among us can go from a huge over-the-top swing and chicken wing to swinging it from the inside with a full release at full speed with a full swing in a matter of days. But some people come into it expecting that or thinking that they might do that, and I could tell right away that that Mishnin was really wrestling with this fact. But at the same time, she was sending in her swing really regularly for my feedback, and it was getting better. So then we ended up in a situation where it was like all that I could see when I looked at her swing was how much better it was getting. But I think in part, due to really high expectations, all that she could see when she was looking at her swing was, I don't want to say how bad it was, maybe how much more work there was to do. You know, bad would definitely be in quotes because it wasn't bad. It was actually better and showing huge signs of improvement. But yes, of course, there is still room for improvement always. And sometimes it seemed maybe that maybe she didn't really grasp how much better her swing was actually getting. So all I could see was a ton better golf swing and all she could see was the room for improvement, right? So, and it was at this point that I was actually 
I was beginning to think that I might lose her. I thought she might go the way of so many before her. So so many before her who are, you know, that right on the cusp of breaking through to instead, did, what did I call it? Yeah, but. Instead deciding, yeah, but. Or maybe it's not good enough or the progress isn't fast enough or I still see room for improvement. All those things that people do to talk themselves out of it to kind of self-sabotage themselves. But to her credit, she absolutely stayed the course and I'm so proud of her for it. And I wanted to share what she was able to accomplish. So in the end, she dropped three strokes off her handicap over the summer. She shot 10 rounds in the 80s over the summer. And then on the very last day of the season, she made two birdies in one round for the first time. And so she sent an email telling me about it all. And I asked her if I could share it with you. If your handicap's over 12 and you're ready to get real about improving your game, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions, but it does take committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn more about my new 44 day plan, to fix your over-the-top swing and learn the effortless power release, come by and see us at facefirstgolf.com. So here it is. I'm just gonna now I'm I'm just reading this. This is Michelin's email. She almost well, maybe, maybe, maybe I, it's in my mind that I'm thinking she almost gave up. Maybe she wasn't even close to giving up. Maybe I've just seen it so many times. I thought maybe she was in danger of not seeing it through and giving up when she was right on the cusp of having a big breakthrough. Anyway, she stuck with it and I'm so proud of her for it. And here is what she wrote in her email. Craig, wanted to give you the heads up in regards to my season ending probably tomorrow as we should get some rain on Saturday. All the different challenges you offered us since April have really helped in changing my swing one step at a time, piece by piece. You saw the improvement over the videos sent over the past six months. I will never thank you enough for improving your program and offering us challenges. I played 110 rounds, an average of five times per week since May 10th. I played 10 times below 90 and quite a few games at 86-87. Remember how excited I was when I played my first 86 when I shot my first 86? My handicap has gone from 20 at the beginning of the season to 17. Today I had two birdies, a first. Today for the first time as a golfer, I hit the green 7 times in regulation. Four par three, one par four, two par fives. I will probably continue to gain some distance next year as I am much more confident and much more relaxed when I swing. I play my driver in three wood from the inside on a regular basis, meaning she's swinging from the inside, and have gained distance. I feel, however, that I can continue to improve on all clubs. There is still something missing to be more powerful Impact will probably continue to improve as I gain more and more confidence in my swing. So there you have it. So that is, and and as she talks there about 
there's still something missing to be more powerful. And she knows what it is, and we both know what it is, and we've looked at it a lot. It is just a little bit more swinging from the inside and a little bit faster hands, a little bit more of that forearm rollover release. And those two things are really difficult to get happening together. And Michelin probably improved maybe 50%. She's 50% less over the top and she's rolling it over and releasing it 50% better, which of course means there's that other 50% to go to have even more pop. But I just really wanted to share that because I know a lot of you listening to this right now have been in that same situation. You've probably been really close to breaking through, but you probably thought, it wasn't working or thought it wasn't working as fast as it should be. And you might have been right on the cusp of taking your game to a new place. But that's what golf improvement is. And that's what I mean when I always say it's not linear, right? And golf does, does it doesn't bend to your will. It's a constant process of taking two steps forward, maybe one back. It never changes as fast as we'd like it to but you're always building your swing, your confidence, your knowledge. So like I always say, I don't care if it's face first golf, but find something and stick to it. So that could be a coach who you like to work with. If that's the case, take regular lessons from that person and expect ups and downs and stick with it. It might be a different online program other than face first golf. If that's the case, same thing, stick with it, really learn it through and through, go deep with that one thing. And if it's face first golf, congratulations, you made the best choice possible. (laughs) That's what I believe anyway. So there's your little feel good story for the day. Oh, and to close, after I requested from Michelin that when I asked her if I could share this, then she shared a little bit more in a follow-up email. She said, yeah, go ahead and share my story. And here's what she said. As a former high school principal, being a type A personality helped me and my gang take our school to new heights and improve students' success. As a golfer, it gives me an objective to work with when I only see the global picture I am lost. I don't know where to start. When I started with Face First Golf, I gained access to hundreds of videos, but it wasn't enough for me. I needed more guidance. When you started analyzing my monthly swings, I started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. You gave me precise things to work on. When we started the challenges, I knew how I knew I now had all the tools to be more successful. There was a plan and I knew where I was going, step by step, one piece at a time, lots of ups and downs, but you were there reassuring me, us, how we were part of a process and how the ups and downs were to be expected. My head knew, but my heart was having a more difficult time, many different emotions. When I played, when I shot over 100 a couple times in July, it was difficult on my mental, nothing was working, but I knew or hoped that it would come back, it did. It was, here's our final thing. It was raining this morning, but I needed to be there for a last game. It was too much rain for an 18 hole round, but shot 43 for nine holes, closed the books for the season, washed my clubs. I'm now ready for revisiting my swing for the next few months with your next challenge, your support, and your guidance. P.S. Another long email. <laughs> so, so just to close this out, I want to touch on what Michelin said there about 
when I started with Face First Golf, I gained access to hundreds of videos, but it wasn't enough. And she's exactly right. These vast lesson libraries, they're not helping anybody. Members who join Face First Golf, you get access to hundreds of lessons and dozens of programs that I've created over the last almost 10 years. And all of it's good, you know, depending on your situation. There are tons of really important lessons on everything from uh, short game, you know, mental game, uh, driver, lag putting, making short putts. The list just goes on and on. There are literally 30 plus courses that you get access to. But what's really powerful and, you know, I really... I tell new members to leave all that stuff alone. It's all there. Maybe it will, it, maybe you'll want to visit it in the future. And if so, it will mean even more to you once you've gone through some of this stuff that, but really just what's really powerful is in the beginning, our real singular focus over the first 44 days and really beyond on helping you learn to swing from the inside and release the club. And so you learn it through daily emails and daily lessons. You learn it during the live lesson Fridays when I do live lessons for members when they send in their swings and answer everybody's questions. Uh, you learn it through printing out your, your practice tracker and checking off your daily practice sessions. And you learn it through the guided practice videos that I send out showing you exactly what to work on, how to work on it at home, and you learn it from sending in your swing, getting my feedback, and just being part of a like-minded community of other players who are conquering the exact same thing that you are. So, was this a long one? Oh, not too bad. We're only at 17 minutes or so. So, all right. Well, I am going to go ahead and wrap up. I will leave you as I always do. So, if you are going to improve your game, the first thing you need to do is to fall in love with the process. That's what Michelin was talking about here, right? The process, and you gotta fall in love with that process. You have to, two, expect ups and downs. You have to, three, have patience with yourself, and you really have to just be patient with yourself. I've been thinking a lot about this. This so many players kind of berating themselves when as if this is really easy to do, as if learning to swing from the inside and release the club, which is the only skill that you really have to master. And it's like, okay, once I understand what I need to do, shouldn't it be easy? And the answer is no, <laughs> it's not. It takes time. It's not hard. It just takes time. You can do it quickly and not quickly. That's the wrong word. You can't do it quickly, but you can do it easily. And the way you do it easily is through five-minute practice sessions at home. So, and that is the process. So it's not like it's hard, but it requires time. And it's those little things. It's how I always sign off at the end of these podcasts, which is, you know, it's these little things that you do every day. The, the decisions that you make today and the little things that you do are going to create the you of the future. And the little things that you do are these five-minute daily practice sessions at home. And then what ends up happening is over the course of six months, like Michelin 
you break 90 10 times and drop your handicap by three strokes and have a round where you make two birdies for the first time ever. And then you can hang it up on that season and say, hey, that was a good season. I had some ups and downs there, but I did it and I stuck with it and I made some real progress. And then you go into the off season. And what's nice about that is with these five minute practice sessions at home, you can continue to work on it and improve straight through the off season. So then you come back even better to start the next season. Now you understand the process. You've got some wins under your belt. You've done some work over the offseason. And now you're really rolling into that next season, ready to make some huge changes. So, so that is the process. And I just wanted to share that story with Michelin, from Michelin there. And so... Just always remember, it's those little things that you do every day. The things that you do every day aren't hard. They just require like everything good in life that you want to accomplish. It just requires a little consistency. All right, so I'm signing off. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to hit it longer with less effort, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions. All it takes is committing to five-minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn about my new 44-day plan to unlock the effortless power that's inside of you by learning to swing from the inside and release the club, come see us at facefirstgolf.com.